Welcome to Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. I'm your host, Tigrila Gardenia, nature-inspired mentor and leadership coach. In this podcast, I share ancient and modern knowledge from biology to spirituality about the wondrous ways in which plants can help you lead a naturally conscious life. Hello, hello, welcome back for episode seven. Yay. All right. So today we're continuing on our series uh, for the next plant inspired masterclass, which happens to always on the second Tuesday of every month in the blooming sprouts from the naturally conscious community. All the details are in the description in the show notes. So, so don't worry about it. You'll, you'll see it there. And when you want to go head on over there. All right. So we're continuing on our series and this series, we're talking about creating from stability and stabilizing while creating a plants model. And we're specifically going into, we've talked so far about what is creation, what is stabilization, uh, all the different kind of terms that are connected to it, and how do we really understand when is the time when we're supposed to evolve, in other words, create, versus uh, preserve, which is stabilize where we are, and how that is connected to our perceptions. In this episode, instead, we're really going to talk about a question that came up for me, which I found super interesting. And, and I'm just going to read the question because I found the question just fascinating in and of itself. We've been taught, conditioned to associate creativity with instability in all capitals, madness, genius, depression, suicide, rather than everyday life or everyday humanity. What is the connection between creativity to stability? And this for me touches a special chord because I, um, as I mentioned in a previous episode, I'm a multipotentialite. As you can imagine, most of my friends are multipotentialites and especially extremely creative multipotentialites. So lots of people with that creative genius or that creative madness. Um, in my own family, I have a few people who are just like that form of intelligence that just seems like you're mad all the time because you see the world and all these innovations and all these these um, uh, ways of always changing and evolving and modifying and increasing and perceiving and all these different aspects. So it makes sense to me that that kind of title of of genius and artist gets associated something that is very much on the creative sphere. So very much on the instable sphere gets associated with a whole series of negative terms. And the reason for those negative terms is because we see that those individuals that carry out the majority of these traits don't necessarily carry off another, another series of traits that we think of as a form of stability or of um, stability is kind of the easy words because it's what we're talking about, but let's call it groundedness. Um, we don't see them as being able to cope in the world. We see them as always kind of going up and down. And so this is a great question because when we look at it from the perspective of a plant, when we have plants that are highly mutable, plants that actually are constantly transforming and changing themselves, um, we look at that very differently than the way we look at the human kind of equivalent of that behavior. So understanding and looking at it from a plant's perspective can be extremely useful to us and better understanding the human condition and where that environment comes from. So in, in this case, I'm gonna, I wanna set a few kind of baselines. Let me give you some glossary definitions or some synonyms 
at least for the purpose of this conversation, I want to give you a series of synonyms that I think could help you better understand why it is, or at least help you first recognize, let's not even get into the why first, recognize the fact that we are labeling something in humans very different than we label it in animals or plants. Um, and therefore, if we were to remove that conditioning, remember we talked in our first episodes about conditioning, if we are to remove that conditioning and change the definitions and the labels that we have, how would then that change the way we see things? So we've been taught, conditioned, as the question asked, to associate creativity with instability. Why? Because creativity is instability. That's not necessarily a negative phrase, right? What's negative about this is all the terms that come out afterwards. Madness, genius, depression, suicide, all of these sort of get taken to that extreme and they're looked at as a negative perspective. So I want to rope it in for a second and I want to focus on creativity and instability. So creativity is to a certain extent unstable, like unstable, not unstable, unstable. It is to a certain extent unstable. That's absolutely normal because the whole point is that you're constantly pushing in that in that state, you're pushing for new mutations, you're testing out new theories, you're exploring, you're taking the current environment, which could have just shifted on you, and you're looking at what adaptations allow you to best take advantage of that environment. So the environment around you has a series of affordances that it gives you a certain amount of capabilities. And the mutation, the instability, is allows you to play around with those characteristics and functions in order to expand yourself and find new ways of being. So sure, you are unstable. You are in a constant um, flux. You're constantly looking at how you can grab the next thing and move with it. You are looking at new patterns and shapes and you're stringing together things that other people might not have strung together. I mean, if you look at art, I'm a big art lover. That's one of the things I love about art. Artists take paint or uh, materials such as clay or you know other aspects and they bring them together in shapes that are new and unusual and innovative. And that causes a certain amount of instability from the perspective of the creation process is by, by far instable. So the problem is that when you live a long time in that, in that instability, right, in that unstableness, you are in there and you're immersed in there, what happens is the stable things, the staples of a society which are made up of the parts we have in common. Our societal norms are made up of what we share, right? That is what allows us to do things and to create communities and environments in which we're all together and we participate all together. That is what makes up an ecosystem, right? An ecosystem is made up of the things and the resources and the capabilities, the results of things that we share in common. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we all create them because I might create some things and other people create other things. But the fact is that there are a series of functions that I um, that I have to be able to exchange back and forth. I can have some stuff that's for me, but in order for me to create in a greater concept, I need to be able to share out my stuff in a certain way. 
what happens is, is that when you are in a high level, remember how I had talked in the last, um, in the last episode, I had talked about the fact that instead of going from creation or, um, chaos or instability on one end to stability or foundation or structure on the other, and it being two states, what we're talking about in reality is four states. We're talking about creation, then creating, and then we're moving and stabilizing while we're creating. Then we have this stabilization, and then we want to stabilize, and then we want to create while we're stable. And this kind of, in reality, I'm kind of laying them out layer, linear um, in, in some ways. But in reality, they're sort of circular. They, they feed into one another until you have something that you want to package up into a final stable piece and you, you know, push that off and it will always stay the same, or it comes back into the greater cycle in a new revolution that it's going through. But these are kind of circular. They're, they're these flipping of the coins. There's these moving around in these aspects. What happens is that when you have extreme creativity, right? you don't really have that aspect of stability that is what allows you because it is the stable part that allows you to interact with society. It is the stable part that allows you to create something that you pass off to somebody else. And if you are somebody who's kind of on the extreme on the creative side, you're not necessarily working on those stable-ish parts that are filled with the interactions with others. So you're constantly creating in this phase. And I think that this is what has been labeled with all of those negative terms like madness and depression and things. It's the fact that you're constantly in a state of flux. And so therefore nothing can attach itself in order to connect. So what happens is what would be ideal would be for us to find where are the points of stability for that person in particular, because I think right now what we're talking about is a person. Again, when we get into the masterclass itself, we are going to talk about the models that plants provide for us and the um, the functions that plants provide that we can then look at and work with both working with the plants as a collaborator on this to help us find this movement between stability and um, creativity. And also as models and mentors that can allow us to sort of see another way of thinking about it. But if I think about this from an ecosystem perspective, right, if I look at this and I say, okay, I have a type of plant that is constantly mutating, it's constantly changing, it's constantly adapting. And oftentimes it is adapting to something that we, other members of the ecosystem, cannot even perceive yet because the plant is bringing in or catalyzing or perceiving something much even more subtle than what the overall ecosystem can perceive. Because the overall ecosystem has a series of stability built into it. In other words, those touch points between all the members of the ecosystem force, to a certain extent, a level of stability a level of connectivity that requires certain amount of foundational pieces to be put in place. So when you have the one outlier, which is the one that's saying, I'm perceiving what's right on the horizon, what's right on the cusp, what's right on the cutting edge, and I'm innovating on that, and I'm perceiving that 
constantly, then we can we can think of that as madness because I can't tap into that. And society has not necessarily created a series of norms, of understandings, of non-judgments that allows me to say, well, since this species here is constantly morphing and moving and changing, I'm going to be the stability and I'm going to form a foundation. So we do see this in some cases. If, if, if you think about it from an artist's journey, some of the classical stereotypical artist journeys that are out there, and we think about the journey of like the artist that ends up with a really amazing agent, right? It is the agent that provides the stability and provides the touch points into the artist. So the artist can create what the artist has always created and can be in this cutting edge, almost channeled form and has just enough touch points with the agent for that to be what, how everything moves into society and connects. And then that creates a stability for the artist. I'm using a very broad example, just because I think it's, it's easier to comprehend. That creates the foundation for the artist to then stabilize in a creation mode. Income is coming in on a regular basis. The artwork is getting out. The impact to the world is being made. It allows the artist the freedom. Remember how I was saying how in a previous episode that you need to feel the stability in order to create with full freedom. In other words, I need a certain amount of constraint around me in order for me to feel completely safe in order to create. So the artist who has that stable base that connects in through the touch points that the artist is able to create, which would probably be the artwork, um, is able to then form a connection where those two entities become to a certain extent like one. And this is what we see in things like um, a, a lichen, right? A lichen is uh, algae and fungi together, right? So the algae photosynthesizes, the fungi is able to uh, decompose and maybe like attach to rock and a whole series of other characteristics. And together they form one entity that is the lichen. Individually, they might be the extremes of something. Or one might be really creation and the other one might be complete stabilization. But when they're together, they end up in one of these states of creating while stabilizing or stabilizing where creating and being able to flow back and forth. And that's the reason why we think of them as lichen, as a one rather than as really three, because in reality, there are three entities, two fungi, I believe, and an algae that are working together. Does that make sense? Right? So Yes, we do consider um, creativity, extreme creativity, as extreme instability, as madness and depression and all this, but only because our society has not created the norms and the, dis the, um, the openness 
for us to look for the like and like counterpart. In other words, if we see that instability as an algae that's photosynthesizing all the time, but has nothing to do with that photosynthesis and can't attach to anything, and we say, oh, you need this counterpoint, which is gonna give you a stable base and a stable balance, maybe even two in the case of a lichen, then we would have a completely different society. But instead, we try to say that each person is an island, and therefore the person should be judged based on what the person is capable of doing as themselves. So here's a great example of when we look at a plant model, we start to understand that there's different types of models. Some are going to stand on their own and be both creativity and balance and be able to shift on their own like a, like a tree, like an oak tree, right? Another model is going to be that of a lichen, right? Where you have uh, an algae and some fungi and they together create the stability and the instability, and they flow between this in order to plug in to the greater ecosystem where they're extremely valuable at that point. So if we were to stop looking at humans as an island where they have to do everything by themselves, we would better be able to understand the value of those slight confines and those extremes, and especially the you know, we would look at instead of looking at the insurance person or the actuary as somebody dull and boring, but instead as a vital component to our overall society that should be that could partner with someone who who is more on the unstable side because they're more stable. And and we see this in couples. We see this in business partnerships. We sort of can do it in some models but we have unfortunately created conditioning and labeling that makes other models more difficult. I can't tell you, I work a lot with artists as a coach and a mentor. I love working with artists because what I love is to help them stay in that zone of genius, to stay in that creativity, but to create the connection points with the stability that is necessary for them to be able to safely comfortably and continuously create without burnout and more importantly with a steady income stream and all the other pieces that are necessary and this is one of my big joys because again as a multipotentialite i also have these components inside of myself and it's it's important for us to be able to feel comfortable with being with who whomever we are and knowing how to create the appropriate relationships which is something that again we're going to talk about in detail in the in the master class because this is what plants are so damn good at creating those relationships so this is how we really find the connection between moving from creativity to stability, which doesn't have to happen all the time within the same species or within my own individual self. Hopefully that was clear. We're going to talk about it much more in detail in the next Plant Inspired Masterclass. Remember the second Tuesday of every month in the Naturally Conscious Community, open to all Blooming Sprouts. So come join us in Blooming Sprouts and we are going to get into this deep. And we're going to have a nice roundtable discussion about it. All right. That's it. That's me, Tigrila Gardenia. I am so happy to have been here and I look forward to seeing you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. Intro and outro music by Steve Shuley and Poinsettia from The Singing Life of Plants. So join me, Tigrila Gardenia, and my plant collaborators next time on Reconnect with Plant Wisdom.